Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today. And, of course, it is Mother's Day weekend, so we're going to spend our last segment talking about moms. And first, let me just say, uh, let me tell you what moms don't need. Uh, Moms don't need a lot of patronizing platitudes this weekend. Uh, They can use a little more respect, to be sure, Uh, and a little different approach. Uh, I loved, I just wanted to point everybody, my my good friend Charles Mizrahi, uh, who's been on this program a number of times, he's the alpha investor out of New York, great business guy, great business mind. Uh, He wrote a piece uh, today that we'll put up on our, our social feeds uh, about his mother and what he learned from his mother that could be important for healing the nation. And he just talked about uh, her as a first-generation American, uh, Jewish, born in 1940 in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, but he said this interesting thing. He said, unlike ca- cancel culture today, the diversity of backgrounds didn't cause division. It created unity. And Charles went on to talk about many of those lessons that he learned from his mom uh, and things that would really help us in the country today. Some pretty simple principles that are, uh, are really powerful. So as we get into this last segment today, as we roll into Mother's Day weekend, uh, of course, let me start with my disclaimer. Uh, I do not know what it is like to be a mother. My only qualification for commenting on anything relating to mothers and motherhood uh, is that I do know what it is like to be inspired and influenced Uh, by amazing mothers, uh, extraordinary women. And I include in that list uh, my own mom, uh, my wife, my seven sisters, my three daughters, and my two granddaughters, by the way, uh, who are among the many, many extraordinary women who have made a significant difference in my world, in my life. Uh, I only have one little piece of advice for moms, only one, and that is simply this. Stop comparing period, full stop. Uh, Stop viewing your life through the comparative lens of social media. It's a far cry from reality, and the view is so distorted that it leads to a fatally flawed vision of who you are, what you do, and your vital role, whether that's in your family, in your neighborhood, in your community, in your work. Uh, As a mother, I think it's vital that you know and understand that you are not alone. And let me explain that, just to be very clear. Uh, You are not the only mother who happens to yell at her children or loses patience from time to time. You're not the only mother who has hidden from her children just to get five minutes of peace. You are not the only mother who has started, 
and given up on an exercise program on the first day. You're also not the only mother who has sat in your car in the garage and eaten the last of the chocolate chip cookies. You're not. Uh, You're not the only mother who has silently wished that your husband or your children really understood what it was like to be you with all of your roles and responsibilities. You're not the only mother who has followed your children's example (laughs) and stuffed piles of dirty clothes or other messes under your bed or into the closet when company arrived. You're not the only mother who's uh, wished for a vacation after the vacation just to get some time away from your family. Uh, You're certainly not the only mother who has uh, picked up fast food for your children on your way home from work for the third day in a row. You're not the only mother who wonders if you're making a difference. Uh, You're not the only mother who's wanted to pull the covers over your your head when the alarm goes off, knowing uh, and wondering how you're going to make it through another day. So mother's very important for you to recognize you are not alone. Uh, And I would hope that you would not judge your value or your worth by our inability to express uh, how extraordinary you are and the difference that you make. Now, there is some politics to Mother's Day. Uh, In a classic display of congressional dysfunction, disconnect, and incompetence that we point out regularly on this show, lawmakers of this nation actually voted against having a Mother's Day back in the early 1900s. In fact, they voted against having a Mother's Day multiple times. Think of that congressionally. Uh, in fact, the uh, the mother of Mother's Day, Anna Jarvis, uh, she actually gave up on Washington. She tried to get them to pass a Mother's Day in honor of her own mother. But after being voted down numerous times, she went home. She went back to West Virginia and decided she would take a different approach. So she went to the state legislature in West Virginia and West Virginia passed it and became the first state in the United States to actually have a Mother's Day and celebrate it. Uh, But she did not stop there. Anna Jarvis went on to other places like Connecticut and Rhode Island, uh, and they passed Mother's Day. And then in a classic congressional move, after every state in the union had passed Mother's Day, then and only then did Congress boldly, nobly, courageously step forward with President Woodrow Wilson and declare we shall have a National Mother's Day. Uh, Very classic. It's community and culture that lead, and the politicians follow. Now, here's another interesting point. Uh, Very sadly, by the way, Anna Jarvis, again, the mother of Mother's Day, she actually began boycotting the very holiday she created. Uh, Starting in 1914, she said, again, in 1914, she said, Mother's Day had become too commercial. She decried the gifts and flowers and all of those things. She said the only proper way to honor mothers and influential women was in the form of a handwritten letter. And I could not agree more. Again, this was back in 1914. Uh, From the, the moment Mother's Day was established and designated as the second day in May, Uh, There has been a corresponding ritual, by the way, which occurs on the evening of the second Saturday in May. And the ritual is that husbands and fathers and children and grandchildren who have forgotten uh, rush to the local supermarket to pick up a Mother's Day card and quickly sign their name to it. 
most Americans, I think, uh, are indebted to the good people at Hallmark for bailing them out of those very dicey, very difficult situations. Uh, however, uh, I think simply signing your name at the bottom of a rhyming verse, uh, most likely written by some college English major working in Kansas City, uh, doesn't seem quite enough uh, to me to honor and praise the mother and women of influence uh, in our lives. And so despite all of our technological advances, uh, this is one of those where the personal touch is most important and is always best. Text, tweets, emails, social media posts, those are all fine. Those are efficient. Uh, but if you really want to express something to the women in your life that have made a difference for you, uh, it's time for something handwritten. Uh, I noted once that a uh, handwritten letter from President John Adams to his wife, Ab- Abigail, uh, was auctioned off for over $50,000. <laughs> I always wondered what that would have sold for if it had been printed on an inkjet printer or uh, if it was an email or a text message. Uh, and so it's those handwritten messages Uh, And that's the challenge for the day today, that everybody should pull out a blank sheet of paper today. And it's only Friday, so you've got plenty of time. But pull out a blank sheet of paper, a nice piece of stationery, and take time to write down specific thoughts, specific memories, lessons from a mother, a grandmother, uh, a woman of influence in your life. And I guarantee you uh, that will stick around. And I don't care what your spelling is. I don't care how horrible your handwriting is. Taking the time to actually put pen to paper or pencil or crayon, uh, it will be just as an important exercise for you uh, as it will be for them. And so I'm going to encourage all of you rolling into the weekend, go to the original intent of Mother's Day. As the founder, Anna Jarvis, said, uh, it should be done by writing a heartfelt handwritten letter to the women of influence in your life. Handwritten letters, the most fitting, most appropriate expression there is. And happy Mother's Day to you all. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.